Hey everybody, welcome to the Stone Age Fuel Fit for Life podcast. I think this is episode eight, unless I'm wrong, with your host Chandler, not Dale this week. I've got the wonderful, the incredible, the fabulous, and the outstanding Shiloh with me. Say hi, Shiloh. Hello. Introduce yourself. Tell us about you. My name is Shiloh, as you all know, and I'm 12 years old. I've been doing weightlifting for four years now. Wow, four years. That's longer than most adults have even considered doing weightlifting. So it's a pretty big thing to actually get involved this young. So talk to me about how that all started. What was your first experience in CrossFit or weightlifting? Can you Uh, think that far back? In CrossFit, my dad worked out at the YMCA on the treadmills, and I wanted to do it, but I was underage, and you had to be 14. So I was seven. Oh, that's okay. Keep going. Whoa. Distraction. <laughs> Chandler, what did you do? <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And, where was that? Oh, one of the coaches there did CrossFit, and he told my dad to look at the website. And my dad found this place called CrossFit Free in Salem, New Hampshire. And he uh, told my mom after school to bring me down to the CrossFit Free. And... I was wearing jeans, so what can you do CrossFit in jeans? Yeah, did you rip your pants? I thought I would. (laughs) And we get in to the gym, and the coach named Brandon Peterson is there. And he looks at us, walks over, and says, why don't you join us? I'm just thinking, I'm wearing jeans. What am I going to (laughs) do? So we ended up doing skin the cats air squats. I'm like, air squats? Oh, no. And uh, for weightlifting, I started by, actually it was by CrossFit. I saw people doing it, and I wanted, I repeated the movements, and my coach Brandon saw me and just said, why don't you do weightlifting? Well, that's exciting. So how long did you do CrossFit before you decided that weightlifting was the thing you wanted to do or the pathway you wanted to pursue, and what made you switch it up? Uh, I still do CrossFit, but it was a year before I started doing weightlifting. I like it. So we're doing both now, which is pretty exciting. I think it's a really good thing, especially for kids to do, is get involved with weightlifting but do CrossFit because it's the perfect perfect accessory program. Even if, if you want to go high level in weightlifting, or yeah, with, in weightlifting without CrossFit, you're always going to be stuck in the mud. And that's why we're seeing a lot of the high level weightlifters now do CrossFit as an accessory worker, had some sort of CrossFit background. Like you look at Morgan King, one of our Olympians was a, a college athlete, did CrossFit, and then centered into weightlifting. So it's a good path. So talk to me about your progression in weightlifting. I remember we met at, what was it? Was it 2015 Youth Nationals the yeah. first time? And uh, you were on a platform next to us. We were coaching a couple of our, I think, six-year-old kids, mm-hmm. little Abby. And that was kind of the first experience. Talk to me through about nationals. How's that been for you, getting up on the big stage? Oh, uh, well, last year I didn't podium. I had a kid named Hutch Friend that he's just a monster at weightlifting. And Tayton, he, he's eight years old, but he can lift a lot. But I don't remember the other one. I don't know. I'm sorry. I I don't know. I'm (laughs) getting info from my dad. We got dad over here. He's got the name. Three silver medals in 2015. I don't know. I don't know. 
I have no clue what happened in the past. It's like, all right, <laughs> yesterday, I'm done. Don't know what happened. We got brain fog. Yeah. As you get an adult, it'll be worse. I can't remember <laughs> yesterday. Like, what happened? I don't know. It was yesterday. Today's today. I'm going to stay in the present because it's the present. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, it's pretty cool the way you, you kind of end up finding us because you're probably our furthest remote athlete. You're all the way over there in New England, right? Which is close to 3,000 miles away from us. And we started coaching you and now we go back and forth. We're on Dropbox. I watch all of your lifts and then give you a weekly programming and then watch you dance in the Dropbox videos. Or sometimes I watch your dad dance yeah. and your dog and everybody hanging out. So how's that been? How, how, how have you, you like doing the remote programming and working with us being so far away? Uh, it's, it's actually pretty nice to do the remote programming because I, I kind of have two coaches, you and my dad. So my dad coaches me like from when I'm doing it, and then after a while, you can say like what to do better. Yeah, it's perfect. It's a team. Mm-hmm. Without a team, you don't have anything going for you, and it's really hard to remote coach people if you don't have someone there watching them all the time. So having your dad there available to give you cues and feedback and remind you of things to do, I think is a pretty big piece of the whole puzzle. And without it, you lose a, a big piece of the connection that you need. Mm-hmm. So it's great. So what are your what do you think your goals are in the next coming year? In the next coming year, to go to nationals and do my best. I like that. Go to nationals, do your best. And what are you hoping to, to do at nationals and then after nationals? Um, during nationals, I want to go for a six for six. That's kind of been my whole goal every year. Um, at, Whoa, we're almost attacked. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Danger, danger, Will Robinson. And, oh, I got some in my eye. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, I'm blind. Oh, no. Good Good news is we can podcast blind. Yes, we can. <laughs> um, oh. oh. So, uh, later, after nationals, I kind of uh, want to make my, like, uh, and during the spring, we were going to build a gym, so I would have more room. And since I'm, like, getting that, I have, like, two inches left, so now I don't have to worry about hitting the ceiling so I can do my lifts better. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, so a lot of people, I mean, we work with adults, and we work with kids, and we work with people all over the place, and a lot of people find it hard to commit to do something or to commit to do anything. Uh, so what's your advice to give to kids and adults? How do you commit to a program and how do you stick with it? Uh, really don't give up because the first day it might seem hard, but the next day you'll get better at it and be- and like better until you know how to do it and you won't you can self-teach. Yeah, that's perfect. And what do you think about how do you think how important do you think it, it is having a good time in the gym and enjoying yourself? Uh it actually can change like it'll change how you lift because if you're just straightforward you like don't have any like um the your coach it'll be hard for them to teach you something but if when you're having a good time you have a relationship with that coach and you can uh the coach can teach you better 
That's actually a really good point. When we look at what we do here, we always tell everybody we create relationships. It's not as much about the fitness itself, but it's about the kind of relationship you can create with your coach in weightlifting or your coach in CrossFit or your coach for life and fitness. And the stronger that relationship is, the more likely it is your guys going to be able to communicate together and work together and have fun together and tell them when something's going right or something's going wrong. So that's a really good point. It's all about that relationship. The bigger you maintain it, the more you foster it. I think the better off you're going to be. So let's talk about where we're at now. You're on this West Coast tour. You've come all the way over here from home. What are you guys planning on doing and what have you done already? Uh, well, what we're going to be doing in later a week on, I don't know what day, Tuesday or Wednesday. <laughs> one of those days. Yeah, one of those days. <laughs> I'm going to do surfing lessons and uh, Friday, which was... Yeah. I don't know what to. What is today? <laughs> today is Saturday. Oh, so yesterday I was at CrossFit <laughs> headquarters. Yeah, tell us about that. Walk me through what you did and what they did for you and how cool it was. Uh, well, when we got there, we were looking for a Tyson, and he gave us a tour of the whole uh, place. They have a gym. They have different like teams. So you have uh, the social media and the games feed, and you have the announcers. So I got to see all of those guys. And then I was on a podcast with Savon, Matt, and Eric, and my dad was in it too. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. He was sitting there. Who was better in the podcast, you or your dad? I don't know. He said, no, dad's over here saying he was. You didn't even do anything. You just kind of <laughs> sat there. <laughs> he said he slid into that chair like butter. Like butter. <laughs> like butter. Because it was one of those desk chairs where you have the table and you, have, you can't move the table. Oh, yeah. That's so he kind of sucks it in and go. He was just like, boom, slid yep. right into that podcast. <laughs> so talk to me about the, the podcast. How'd that go? Uh, it went good. It was longer than we expected. It was like an hour and 15 minutes. Wow, that's pretty serious. Yeah. So then uh, what else did you do at CrossFit HQ? I actually got to work out there. Well, that's cool. How's their gym? Uh, it's actually probably the size of Stone Age Fuel, uh, the platform side, not the CrossFit side. Hmm, that's a pretty good-sized gym. Mm-hmm. So what did you do there? Uh, we did a 20-minute AMRAP of... Five power snatches, three pull-ups, and three dips. Nice. And I heard you beat one of the top-level competitors in a burpee contest. Yes, I beat Katrin Davis' daughter. <laughs> How, so what did you have to do to beat her? I just had to move faster. And you just did it because mm-hmm. you're a champion. She started out ahead, and then I kind of got to her the same speed, and I knew we were on the last one, so I kind of popped up before Oh, so you strategized against her. That's pretty impressive, strategizing against the games champion because she's probably one of the kings of strategy. I think that's one of the big things that wins these kind of things is the ability to think about it and design your strategy and all that. So at the end, did you tell her, I'll go best two out of three to see if you can give it a shot again? <laughs> uh, no, I think after that it was like lunch, so we had to uh, go over. I don't know where we went. It was a long time ago. <laughs> you already forgot, right? Yeah. What was it, like three days? Yesterday? No, it wasn't yesterday. It was like a year ago, I think. <laughs> I don't know. 
that's a long time ago. It's all just one big blur, isn't it? Yeah. That's what happens. Just I'm life. 12 and I'm old and can't oh, yeah. remember anything. You're over the hill at this point. <laughs> oh, yes. What are you going to do? Pretty soon you're going to need a cane to walk around. Your back's going to start hurting. Oh, I think that already happened with my back. Yeah. You just because you're old now, huh? 12 years old. What are you going to do? Don't know. Yeah. It's already like your one-tenth of life crisis or something. Getting ready for retirement planning. Mm-hmm. You already have that plan? Yeah. You got your 401k down. Roth IRA. <laughs> so I know you do a lot of cool stuff with, with weightlifting and charities and stuff like that. And I was watching your video and you posted a couple things on social media. So talk to me about what your, like what your biggest goal for helping people out is and who you want to help and what you're doing to get there. Uh, well, the organization Kettlebells for Kids, we uh, help homeless kids in shelters. We uh, create play spaces so kids can have fun because usually in shelters it's you have your rooms and can't do anything really it's just you have a little courtyard of dead grass and you just run oh yeah so that's a pretty cool thing and how many kids would you say in the u.s are are homeless a lot of people don't realize this two and a half million two and a half million so what percent do you know what percentage of the population that is uh and that's a lot, right? Yeah. Two and a half million kids running around homeless. So how can people check out what you're doing to help these kids and help the charity? Um, kind of like going to different gyms and like uh, showing the... Oh, Probably follow you on up. Instagram, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's where your posting is. Yeah. But I think it's a pretty cool charity. And when you guys... How much... Do you actually raise for this thing, and how big does it get for you? Uh, so far, I've raised about twenty thousand dollars. Wow, that's pretty good. But our goal is two and a half million dollars. Oh. Oh. We got the info. I got info. <laughs> got the info. Like a new, like a news writer. My you source. are. You got your sources in the back. <laughs> so how can they get figure out how to participate in the charity? Oh, uh, you can go to kettlebellsforkids.org. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I'll put that in the show notes. Yes. Kettlebellsforkids.org. So you're you're running around all over the West Coast doing your thing. I've seen you eat probably 500,000 calories already, and we may be considering uh, upgrading your weight class after this. <laughs> uh, talk to me about what's your favorite part about being on the West Coast so far. You went to CrossFit HQ. You've been in the biggest little city in the world. You're going to go surfing. What else are you doing? Um, eating a lot of food. Eating a lot of food. Taking a lot of naps. That's, that's kind of the life. Mm. I think everybody should take naps. But too many people are like, I don't do it. And then later in life, they have they have to take more naps because naps are naps are that naps make it possible, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the key. So, what's your favorite part about being on the West Coast so far, hanging out over here? Uh, I think going into the water. The water, mm. nice and warm, right? No, <laughs> not even a little bit. No, Thursday. I think it was Thursday. I don't know. It was a long time ago. Another one of those things. Yes, it was like. I don't know, today's Saturday, so two days ago, I, I'm like, all right, I'm ready for the beach, running out, we're <laughs> running out of my hotel, get to the water, woo, that'd be chilly. <laughs> so, what was the feeling when you first jumped in that water? It's always just like, mother of God. It was like, holy bejesus, I'm cold. <laughs> 
you hitting those waves and those swells and you, you you expect to walk into the Pacific and have it warm, right? Yeah. And then you got hit with that cold. So what did you do when you got hit with the cold water? I like ran out and then I <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I'm ready. I get my stance and I bolt in, I dive in and I'm cold again. Another wave goes over me and I run back out onto the beach, go back in and I run back out. <laughs> so you had a system. Go yeah. out, get hit, go back, go out, get hit, go back. Mm-hmm. So when you go back and surf, is that going to be your plan? Get out there, crash some waves, run back in? Uh, I'm actually going to be in Pacifica, so the water's going to be a bit warmer. Mm-hmm. And uh, at my hotel is in Santa Cruz, so it's kind of lower. Mm-hmm. So it could be co- It's colder. This is true. Anyway, if all else fails, you just get yourself a wetty, right? In Australia, they call it a wetty, a wetsuit. They just put a Y after everything, or an E, whatever you want to call it. Wetsuits make it feel like like it's warm. Yep. And then they there's two. They trap water in, and the right. body heat will heat that up until you move to another spot. Mm-hmm. And then you're standing there, and you're either really hot or really cold. Mm-hmm. There's no in-between. So you're pretty, you're pretty active. Mm-hmm. Every day and all the time and, and everything you do, how do, what does a typical day look like for you? Um, it's, it's a lot sleep, to remember. Eat, sleep, eat. <laughs> go to school. Go to my after school activities. Come back, do my homework, do my weightlifting, and sleep. So, what kind of sports do you play? I do weightlifting, CrossFit, uh, baseball, and football. Nice. And have you noticed from your weightlifting and your CrossFit, does that help you out in your football? Yeah. And you said baseball, right? Mm-hmm. Your football and your baseball. Do you find that the more weightlifting and CrossFit you do, the more the better you are at those things? Yeah. Uh, with the weightlifting and the football, uh, it kind of saves me from injuries because I've gotten hit in the neck a bunch of times. And since weightlifting, the muscles in my next to my spine will like kind of contract and hold my spine in place. That's a really good point. A lot of people think weightlifting is just going to make you stronger for the sport, and it does. It makes your hips strong, but the fact that it prevents injuries is huge, and not a lot of people recognize or realize that, that by starting weightlifting young enough, you can prevent neck injuries and spinal injuries, ACL or MCL injuries, any sort of outlying knee injuries, shoulder problems. It's just It preps your joints to be prepared to take the punishment and take the hits and take a lot of the, the abuse you get in football. and. I think not a lot, not enough people recognize that. So bringing that up is is a really good point. And then when you find uh, when you with your weightlifting, what does a typical session look like? We find a lot of people don't understand. And here at Stone Age Field, we train dozens and dozens and dozens of kids in weightlifting. And it's taken us a long time to help people understand that it's okay for kids to lift if it's done in a professional environment and an environment where kids are groomed to be kids and not traded like adults. And so talk to me about a, what a typical session looks like and how we train you up for weightlifting as a kid. Uh, sometimes it's, most of the time it's snatch and clean and jerk, but sometimes you would uh, put instead of snatch like snatch pulls or clean pulls and then it would be like front squats or back squats or pause squats <laughs> pause squats you paused when you said that what's up with that i hate them what i think they're like the greatest gift to mankind why <laughs> how could you hate pause squats you well you like have a three sets of ten and then you would say five second pause five second pause five second pause and that's fun right no <laughs> terrible yes 
And uh, the reason we did pod squats is because we had to learn to, to hit depth all the time. And mm-hmm. the best way to do it is to do the greatest thing in the world, pod squats. <laughs> so every rep, what are you thinking when, you do, when you're doing those horrible pod squats? I'm thinking, I wonder what Chandler's looking like when he's watching these. <laughs> and I'm sitting there with a, an evil laugh. Yes. Being, ha, 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 ha. I got him this week with my pod squats. Mm-hmm. So when working with you, we found a lot of movements you actually really love, like pod squats. What are the other ones that you really found that were enjoyable? That was a, uh, a, I think the glute ham races. Oh, I remember watching those videos. Mm-hmm. Talk to me through those. How did that feel? They were really painful, like in my, uh, what is it? The back of my... Your hamstrings, right? Hamstrings, yeah. I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know science. And kind of my knees were were kind of pulling, so it hurt, but it was fun. Yeah, and if you don't know what a glute ham raise is, basically you sit with your belly to the floor, someone holds your feet, and then you raise yourself all the way up. And it's a huge exercise to help people activate their hamstrings and get their hamstrings working, because a lot of people work with their quads, which are important, but we don't get enough hamstring activation or hamstring work, so then it causes knee pain and knee problems, and we can prevent that by building up the hamstrings and making sure they're consistently strong. And then we make you do them, and you love them. Mm -hmm. Every rep, you have a smile on your face, right? Sometimes. (laughs) So I know those were your two absolute favorites, pause squats and glute ham raises. Was there anything else we do that makes you smile? Uh, Pause squats aren't my really favorite. (laughs) (laughs) They're on on the worst list, the top of the list. The top of the worst. Top of the worst. So let's go through your worst list. What's on there? Yeah, pause squats. (laughs) Strict pull-ups. Ah, uh, strict pull-ups. Strict press. Mm, those are hard, too. I hate them. <laughs> um, you have glute ham raises from a GHD. Mm-hmm. Those are painful. That's probably the worst, right? Yes. Um, what are some other programming things that you like, whipped up from the science lab? <laughs> I think uh, the worst ones I've seen are the ones you listed. Those are the ones that you're like, Chandler, I want you to know that I hate you. <laughs> And I'm like, you're welcome. (laughs) And when you're a coach, when you hear those kinds of things, it makes your heart smile because you know you put your athlete in a position to where they were happy to improve and you you now know what they hate so you can program it more. Yep. Guess what this week's going to be. That's right. And it's kind of like a love-hate relationship. We hate to do these things, but we love it because it makes us better in the long term. Mm -hmm. And that's how we grow and get better. You can't always do the things that you're going to enjoy and love all the time because then you just program for yourself and do the things you like constantly. But if you have a a good coach, especially for kids, they can program around exactly what you need to do. They can program the right volume, the right weights, and make sure that you progress and don't get hurt. And that's the key. So let's flip it around. What are your, what's on your favorite list of things to do? I, I think the regular squats, (laughs) they're on number five. Number one is, uh, cleans and snatches. Um, push press and the SOTS press. Oh, the SOTS press. It's that was hard. a... Go go for it. Talk about it. Oh, uh, well, it kind of hurts your scaps be, because I don't really do... I don't really use those muscles, but in a case, like if I had to and I didn't do SOTS press, I don't have the muscle capacity of if I did SOTS press. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. We're building those small muscle groups and the muscle groups you don't necessarily think about using, but then when it becomes time to use them, it's good at all strengthening and then also preventing injury. 
and and then it's a lot of fun because you're learning to press a if you don't know what a sots press is and you're listening it's when you're at the bottom of a squat and you press a bar straight up from a wide grip on a barbell or a close grip mm-hmm. and uh, it's good to hear that that's on your your fun list instead of your hatred list or your worst list so what do you see yourself doing in the future what do you think let's see like five years from now what's gonna what where do you want to be and how do you want to get there let's see 12 plus 5 equals 17 bam Boom. Math. <laughs> Easy day because math. We can shut this thing down. You're going to be a mathematician. <laughs> uh, um, I think in couple like five years from now, I want to be a, like coaching somewhere. So maybe here, maybe um, in. <laughs> <laughs> His dad's happy. He's like, he's getting out of here. <laughs> Moving him down to the West Coast. <laughs> Uh, CrossFit headquarters, um, Mayhem. Any gym, right? That yeah. that's cool. That'll take you in. And uh, from the Intern. sound of from the sound of that, yeah, Stone Age Fuel can raise you up from twelve and take you on when you're eighteen and ready to go. <laughs> it's like we taught you to intern for five or six years. Uh, so apparently, we just developed that program, and it's a good idea. Thinking about thinking back, we did that with RJ on accident. Mm-hmm. Brought him in, and now look at him out there. He's running around like a crazy person, coaching things, and Steph's yelling at him. <laughs> so, when you're a coach in the future, how do you what do you see yourself coaching? Do you see yourself coaching a bunch of different things, or is there one thing that's your favorite? Uh, maybe CrossFit and weightlifting are the two main ones that I would want to coach. Perfect. What do you think, adults or kids? Uh, maybe both. Both. I like it. And if you're a coach, what do you see your coaching style being? Are you going to be the guy who yells at everybody, or are you going to be the fun, happy coach, or both? The guy with the fingerless gloves. Oh, and the nipple tank, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're going to be with the fingerless gloves, the nipple tank, super creepy in the gym, telling people what to do. <laughs> oh, that's going to be fun. The fingerless gloves, nipple tank guy. If you guys don't know what we're referencing, you should watch the Stone Age Fuel Fit for Life video where we talk about that guy. <laughs> so walk me through your nipple tank fingerless gloves coaching session. <laughs> you walk in. You can't, like, turn 90 degrees. Right. You are you have your fingerless gloves. You get on the bar, and you go... And you knock one out. Then someone does it. And you say, do a suicide run. <laughs> you don't even look at him. You just point. <laughs> point and just tell him to do stuff, but you never look at him in the eyes because you're creepy if you do as a fingerless gloves guy, right? <laughs> so that sounds like a great coaching career and a great coaching path. Fingerless gloves, nipple tank coaching guy, coaching CrossFit and weightlifting, kids and adults. I think you're well on your way. You'll fit in at Stone Age Fuel. <laughs> we'll put you in a video if you're not careful with that kind of stuff. So visiting here, uh, what do you think about the gym? You're here at Stone Age Fuel now, the where the streets are paved with gold. Are they truly paved with gold here? Nope. Oh man, what are they paved with? Uh, rubber and plates. Rubber and plates. I like that. Uh, what was your first impression of the gym when you walked in? You always see it on Instagram and all this stuff like that, and you see our kids running in circles and everybody screaming. But mm. what does it look like when you're really here? Uh, well, it kind of looked calm because I was just here with Dale. So I was like, oh, this is peaceful. 
<laughs> and people walk in, I'm like, oh, this is crazy. Oh, yeah. So how was that? It was peaceful with Dale, because Dale's kind of the calm guy. If you've listened to this podcast in the past, it's me, high level, and Dale, normal level. So then when everybody started getting here, what happened? Oh, uh, it was kind of fun, because we were all fooling around, and yet RJ swinging on the rings, going <laughs> around the ladder, and stuff, yelling at him. <laughs> That's pretty typical. Yeah. And then we all got pickles. Yep. Well, we got pickles, and then you were like, Dad, you got to go get me a freaking pickle from Jimmy John's. <laughs> and so he got you that pickle, right? Yeah. And uh, that's like a typical day at Stone Age Fuel. I mean, that was a delicious pickle, though. I'm not going to lie. It's The pickles from Jimmy John's are top-notch. But you did say you needed more vinegar. Yes. Yeah. It tasted like a cucumber. Uh-oh, we can't have cucumbers in here. Not no. if it's not a pickle. No. That's the key. And so we got a weightlifting meet tomorrow that you're going to compete in. Mm -hmm. It's probably, I don't know, is this the furthest meet you've ever traveled for? Yeah. It's pretty far out, right? Mm -hmm. So what are your goals tomorrow? Uh, eat I like tacos. it. Oh, he's got tacos. If you're not, if you're listening to this, he's got taco socks on. I like that. It's going to be taco Sunday. Yes. We had pizza Friday, which I wasn't there, but I got room service at our hotel and ate pizza. Perfect. Yes. So I had my pizza Friday. I like and that. And tomorrow we're going to have taco Sunday. That's perfect. Yep. Uh, so what are your favorite food groups now that we're talking about it? Um, steak, avocado, um, tacos. And pizza. That's all you need. Yep. That's like the food guide pyramid right there. Mm-hmm. Bottom level steak. Next level is avocado, tacos, and then, or pizza and then tacos. Mm-hmm. Or do you have another variation? This kind of pizza and tacos are at the top. Okay, so they're blended in. They get their own little thing, right? Yes. Okay. I like that. Here at Stony's Fuel, we celebrate Taco Tuesday, Pizza Friday religiously. We never fail. And sometimes we'll do Burger Sundays at Ryan's, which is the greatest burger place in Reno. So we're right on par. You fit right in. Mm-hmm. You're going to be great when you move over here to coach in your nipple tank and fingerless gloves. <laughs> <laughs> so as we wrap this up, tell me what your, what your biggest piece of advice is. We'll start for kids who want to get into this stuff and then give, it, give some advice to parents. Why should they put their kids in a program where they weightlift? Or do CrossFit? Um, for the kids, it's kind of do what you want. And you, if you don't want to do something, you don't have to. If you want to do something, you can do it. You can really do anything you want. That's true. Do what you want to do and what you put your mind to and what makes you happy, right? Mm-hmm. There's too many people doing things that don't, don't make them happy and it puts you in the wrong path. And then what, why do you think parents should put their kids in a program, like a youth weightlifting program or a youth CrossFit program even? Oh, well, what my dad does, it's kind of drops me off and bolts. <laughs> I'm like, oh, he's gone. Drop the kids off and you can go have Mai Tais or hang out, right? Mm-hmm. It's like professional level babysitting, except the kid gets go something out of it. Jimmy John's and get some pickles. Yeah. Dad, you tell him, Dad, I need you to drop me off at weightlifting, go to Jimmy John's and bring some pickles back. Mm-hmm. And you, you've got yourself. Bring four pickles back. Four? Yes. <laughs> Man, do you think that would cause a stomachache? No. No? Just... Uh, I'm the black hole of snacks. I like that. You bring me to a baseball game, and you, you bring 100 bucks. By the time you come back from the baseball game, you have nothing left. Wow, that's pretty serious. So, mm-hmm. at a baseball game, what are your favorite snacks, then? I have a cotton candy pizza. <laughs> oh, cotton peanuts. candy pizza? No, cotton candy and pizza. Oh, I thought you had both. I was like, wow, that's a pretty cool invention, actually. I, would, 
I actually wanted to try that now. I, I'd eat it. Yeah. So next time you get the pizza and cotton candy, just put the cotton candy on the pizza, rub it in, and then eat the whole thing. You have those. You have the peanuts. Uh, like four hot dogs, two pizzas, one cotton candy, couple bags of peanuts, and... Wow, all that in one baseball game. Yep. It's like a sport to see how much I can eat before I blow. Right there. That's pretty exciting. That's like like 5,000 calories and probably like $500 worth of food. That's pretty serious. So how do you prep yourself to eat that much at baseball games? I, I would die. I would fall on the floor and they'd have to ring the ambulance and take me away. <laughs> I don't prep myself. It's like, all right, baseball, bunch of money, and a bunch of food. That's all I need. That's it. And then you say, when I feel it, I do it. Yep, when I put my mind to it, I just go like this, stuff the pizza in my mouth, stuff the cotton candy, stuff the peanuts, and stuff the hot dog in. <laughs> I like that. That's perfect advice. If you guys are going to a baseball game, just think of Shiloh here. It'll yeah. lead you in the right direction. So let's let's wrap this up. That last thing is, give me three pieces of advice you think everybody can use. Number one, don't give up. Nice. Number 422nd. I like this. Yes, I have about two million advices. Number 242 is... When you put your mind to it, you can do anything. That's true. Mind over matter. Yep. Number three. Well, it's not really number three, but in this it is number 1,002,341 is um, if you have the right, your right coach, you can have a lot of fun and learn. Boom. Three wonderful rules in my book, and I like it that you have 400,000 rules because I do as well, and they're all out of order and all over the place. Mm-hmm. So I think everybody should go follow Shiloh on Instagram because that's where he's most active, it seems like. What's your Instagram? Uh, I can write it down so you can put it down. Yeah. Oh, something's going on out That'll there. be in the podcast. Yes, that will. <laughs> Everyone, that was Steph. Yep. I think that was Alyssa. Oh, what? So if you want to follow Shiloh on Instagram, it's just Shiloh, S-H-I-L-O-H underscore C-F-W-L. CrossFit Weightlifting. So go follow him. He's got a pretty cool journey. Everybody should check out kettlebellsforkids.org as well and donate a bunch of money. And then you're going to be a winner. And also follow Shiloh's advice. Eat tacos, eat pizza, and live the dream. Mm-hmm. Any last words before we wrap this up? Um, when you're doing weightlifting, don't die. That's right. Number one rule at Stone Age Fuel, don't, don't die. die. If you die, you can't come back because you're dead. And then you can't come back because you broke rule number one. Mm-hmm. Illegal. All right, you guys, thanks for tuning in. If you have any questions for us, just shoot an email to Chandler at StoneAgeFuel.com. If you have questions for Shiloh, shoot them over to me as well, and then I'll make sure he gets them. Let's wish Shiloh a good luck as he competes tomorrow and as he does his West Coast tour, and let's hopefully hope he can stand up when he's surfing. That'll be the big the big challenge. I don't know. I just learned how to skateboard, so. That's true. Any, if you can put your mind to it, you can do anything. Yeah. Your rules. See? Uh, it's, boom. All right. Say bye, Shiloh. Goodbye, everyone. See ya.